0: hello hello
1: we did it, we did it! <laughs> we have good, we have, look I have good signal I you know what I'm in Carson so like uh-huh. I have to like whenever I do like my podcast or like any kind of call I have to make sure I like find an area because certain parts it's like such bad signal so I'm like we're by the park so I think we're good you
0: can can you hear me good I can hear you perfect I'm like I hope she can hear me perfect yeah it's the same way I live on the army base and so you know I'm way up here by Canada now so it's like the signals out here are a little iffy so I'm like oh it's a pretty day like it's not about to rain on my head like I got good signals it's perfect He He is running right now. He is climbing up the side of the swing because he realized he can climb the pole now. That's what he's doing. Some parts
1: parts are everything. Uh When London was, well, when the girls were, Kennedy and London, when they were both like, because they're kind of close in age, like two and a half years apart. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, like the park was like my saving grace because
0: <laughs> I, I
1: was like London, where Kennedy was like two and a half, and London was like an infant, and I was just like, oh my god, like what am I gonna do? And they're both like still babies, with that park, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: An outlet for me, but
0: <laughs> and they could just burn up off. All- <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it
1: was was like my saving grace I still kind of I still come to the park a lot actually like in the morning to like clear my head Mm -hmm. it's really I've come here a lot to like really talk to God so I spend a lot of time really outside Mm -hmm. at the park and stuff but let me know are you all steady because i settled let me know because I don't know oh yes I'm settled I'm ready yes okay so let's get started okay yes <laughs> so, <laughs> so um in case uh, let me introduce you to uh, the audience I you guys I have um, on this podcast today I have a special guest I usually am on uh, doing podcasts by myself sometimes I'll have special guests but on this particular episode, I have a very special person. Um, she is like, a, really like a sister to me. And like friend of the family. She's like family. So she's also wrote a book called I Survived the Enemy in the House. And she's the author. Her name is Shanetta. Shanetta, what's your, what's your middle name? Let's start to the end. But what's your middle, what's your middle Nicole,
0: name? Nicole. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. so it's
1: Another Nicole Murray. And yes. she's an author. So I'm talking to an author, you guys. <laughs> yes. Yes. I so, can't believe it. <laughs> yes. That is the first of all, that's like so freaking amazing that you actually um, stood, you, you actually became brave and actually did it. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But mm-hmm. to actually be an author and actually be like, okay, I'm actually going to do it. Is amazing, yes. but I was, I've always, listened. I've always been um, just drawn to your, like, post and, like, mm-hmm. the, the stuff that you would say, and I know that you had, um, you wrote the book, like, how long ago did you write the book? In
0: 2017. I released it okay. December 2017.
1: Okay, so when mm-hmm. I saw that, you know, you had posted it, and I was like, wow, I saw the title, and I was just, like, drawn, the, um, drawn to the title. And so just up until recent, um, I just felt compelled really just to tell like, you know what, let me just ask her or have her just come on the show and share more about trauma and just like childhood trauma. And I don't know if it's because, I think it's because really just all the current events of what has been going on. It could have Mm -hmm. been like just a, really just a combination really two of that I share about about Philly and childhood trauma. I was like, I would love to get um, just someone else's perspective um, on what they personally experienced um, in childhood trauma. I was like, this is the bomb! So,
0: well, thank I know you. That,
1: yes, I'm so honored. I, know, I man, I'm about to get in. You know, we're going to get into it in a second, uh-huh. but I just wanted to give just the people. Um, just a overall view what Mm -hmm. is the book I survived the enemy in the house what is the book about
0: the book is actually my testimony and um it takes you on a journey through all of the trauma that I endured as a child I grew up in a very tumultuous um, household pretty much from the beginning my life was just but it was because It's pretty much how my mom's life was pretty much how my dad's life was. So we'll get into that too, about how that trickles down from generation to generation. And so the things that I endured and they, and they spanned over the pretty much my entire childhood. Um, I tell people from diaper to diploma, literally. Um, So, and just takes you on that journey with me and how the things that I endured, the the physical abuse, the verbal abuse, emotional abuse, molestation, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and all of that, and even bullying and school and things. So everything wasn't just necessarily um, in my home, but it was just in my environment as well. And how that that affected me going into my teenage years, my adolescence, going into adulthood, becoming a mother, becoming a wife, you know, all of those things, all of those decisions that I made along the journey, and even still as I'm continuing to heal, still making and still figuring out that a lot of that and a lot of the way that I move is rooted in that. So this is what that, that my book is about. It just takes you on that journey, that journey of healing, that journey of redemption. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: what the so that's so powerful. And then I was the, another question I was gonna ask you too, um, just as we go along, but the first question that really kind of popped up in my mind just as as I was kind of skimming through the papers, I was thinking to myself, wow, what compelled her? to write the book um, because I know that, you know, I, I hear stories, you know, I have my own personal stories of childhood trauma and, you know, I've heard stories from other friends it's just people, but it's like that fear of like, you know, that just afraid to share their story. Mm-hmm. What caused, what compelled you? There, I know it wasn't just an overnight thing like what not at all to surrender to this to this Because that's what it is
0: It is definitely a calling, and i, yes. I I'm not gonna sell your listeners a fairy tale. Uh, (laughs) uh, This was my lifelong dream to share my story and help people, because I got to be honest. I was taking all my secrets to the grave with me. So, you know, really, honestly, what it was, was, um, well, first I I was prophesied. It was prophesied over me in church. And even though I have been a member of that church for a long time at that point, there were things that were spoken into me that day in service. That I know had not been shared with anyone. So I knew it was God speaking directly through my bishop at the time. Yeah. And so that's where it kind of began. Um, and, and it was, and he told me, you know, um, just kind of in short, like, you know, your story is going to be the, the thing that, that helps people to come to the decision to live instead of take their life. Because I struggled with suicide. And that's something that was yeah. one of the main things he, he mentioned when he was speaking into me that I know I hadn't shared with people at the time. And so, you know, it was just that and just wanting to do. And it was at a time where I really was like in a place where, okay, God, how do you want to use me? So I knew it was God that day, but I I would be lying if I said it was from that day. I was just hit the ground running because I did not. I was scared. (laughs) I I was ashamed. It was still things that I was ashamed of. And then I was was concerned because in sharing my story, I'm still sharing also a part of my mom's story, my brother's story. And, and I was afraid to do that because I knew that they weren't in a place where they were ready. Um, So it took literally from, it was about a three year period. Mm -hmm. Um, But I finally, over that course of three years, different people that came and spoken into me that had absolutely no connection at all. And the final straw was, you know, somebody came, God said now, and I Mm -hmm. knew it because God had already been Mm -hmm. dealing with me for several Mm -hmm. months up to that point. And mm-hmm. it was just something I just felt it in my spirit. I felt it in my gut and I just had to trust God and to step out on it finally. But I was scared. Yeah. Even when I released the book, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say and, and tell you I released the book and I was like, Oh, here it is. Let me right. help you. Right. I literally right. put the book out and like turned the other way. I was still scared. Right. I was yeah. still scared. Yeah. But it was something I knew I had to do. And yeah. the feedback, has been confirmation of why I Mm -hmm. had to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's been amazing but yeah, it wasn't something that I ever planned to do at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You
1: you know, I was just thinking that as you were talking, I was just thinking that you know, I believe that really just our true calling is always bigger than ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And um, it requires all of you. It requires a, a, Mm -hmm. a, a daily like surrender, a daily laying down of whatever it is you have to lay down so that the true calling which is bigger than you can be can be um manifested, could mm-hmm. fulfilled. So like yes. kudos to the God that is in you, that you that you answer to, that you call to because you could have you could have ran. Why why didn't you just feel like no just forget it even Mm -hmm. though you've heard all you know what I mean even though you heard the prophecies even though you heard the the confirmations and I'm quite sure there may have been was there a period in time where you ran from it or where you were like no God I'm not doing that
0: absolutely forward yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. it took about after he first prophesied it, you know, I have that, you know, that, that thing we get when we receive a prophecy, right? We're on fire at first. We like God, I'm gonna do yeah. it, whatever you say. <laughs> like I got that, I'm gonna do it. I'm this prophecy will not die. It's gonna come into fruition. So yes. I, I did for like a good couple months. I really was yes. like I was at work because I was working nights at the time. I was at work writing, you know, yes. and I was in my car with my voice recorder recording. Yes. And I just stopped. And so over the three-year period, I had only written 15 pages. Yeah. And yeah. In, in that last prophecy that finally made me say, okay, this is it, that was in November of 2017. I released the book in December. Mm-hmm. In November, mm-hmm. I only had 15 pages yeah. of a manuscript, not even a developed book, a manuscript. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there, I, I ran from it because... In writing that that 15 pages and in and reliving those things, it yeah. did become very painful. And yeah. more not only fear set in, shame set in, right. guilt set in, embarrassment. Right. I have two sons, one of them right. who's a teenager, he's 17 now. Yeah. So back then he was 13, 14 years old. And and I was yeah. afraid, what how is this gonna affect my children? Yeah. Especially yeah. my teenage child. He's at a very yeah. crucial stage in life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I definitely ran from it. I did. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then, That's
1: and then as you, bad. so what I've also learned too, um, and, and you let me know if it like, if it resonates with you, mm-hmm. but what I've learned too is that your 15 pages
0: mm-hmm.
1: was where you were, like that was where you were in your healing process as you were writing. mm mm-hmm. So it was a point in your chapter. Well, well I, I'm just only real, kind of speaking, saying you, but really saying me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a point, like in your in your chapter. Was there a point in your chapter where you know you realize, okay, I have reached a point where I need to stop, or I this is a point in my life where this is just all that I can handle, or this is just all the what I'm saying is. <laughs> in the 15 pages mm-hmm. represented a chapter in your life where you were writing, you know, based off of what you were, what you had experienced. And in those 15 pages, when you were like, okay, I'm I'm done or I'm putting it down, I'm running away. Was there a, t- was that, did that represent those 15 pages represent in your healing journey where you were? Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely it did. I, yes yeah. I,
0: yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying, and absolutely okay. it did. Um, yeah, there were things that I had I don't want to say that I thought I had healed from I, from the fact that I had not healed from them, but mm-hmm. I, was, I was certain that I could not deal with them. And in writing that book, I had to rehash those things that required me to really tap into those things in order to heal, and I was yeah. not ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Because yeah. to heal, the we it. have to feel. Oh, yeah. You and I was, Yes, absolutely. I wasn't yeah. ready to feel all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah no, so, so I can totally um, resonate with what you're saying because it was like in your healing process, it's like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm done. Okay, that's all I can take. Or just like, okay, I need to either rebuild or replenish or I need to let it set like something in that process, like, okay, I can't move forward yet. Even though right now what's happening could be this season of maybe purging or the season of like pruning or the season of refining. Mm-hmm. But even though you might say it was just 15 pages, those 15 pages was necessary at the time in which you were in, you know? Yes,
0: there was. And then, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's just like, I think about like just the healing process also. And I think about how nothing was wasted.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Even,
1: even in your, uh, when you wanted to run from it or when you just weren't certain things you have to put down and when you were thinking about your children you think about all of that, like every, every process, every detail, every thought, every, you know, was, was necessary. And like. I'm all, all, even often reminded too, just like of God being like, when God gives us a promise and when God heals us, it's like God knows it's so patient with us. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, God knew when your book would come out, the day it was going to come out, and yes. you would be ready, right? But that process happened
0: three years, said, three years
1: prior, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, in order for the book to come out when it needed to come out God had to you know do whatever God was doing within you so mm-hmm.
0: and he First was doing of all, all yeah, of that that you said he was doing like during that period over that course of three years I, I was going through all of that you said I was yeah. going through the pruning process I was going through you know even more healing and 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 a, mm-hmm. a healing in a sense where I needed to be at a certain level of healing in order to even write the rest of the book. Yeah. And that yeah. healing had to come before I even started to even type a note onto my oh, computer. Yes. Oh,
1: um, yeah.
0: So definitely I had to, that God used that period of time for all mm-hmm. of that. You know, yeah. I was running or I thought mm-hmm. I was running. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and I, right. thought I, I thought I was, you know, doing one up on God. And he was like, no, I'm going to show you. Because I'm still going to, my, my word is still going to come to fruition. Right. right. You right. think you're running God, and, right. I pr- you think and I'm processing you. I'm preparing you. Right. Oh my goodness,
1: that's mm-hmm. you can say that again. That was good. You
0: think you're running, and I'm processing yes. you, I'm preparing yes. you. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: oh my goodness, yes, I can run out. This park. <laughs> you know, I still got my nightgown on, right? You I do? can run, <laughs> I can because it's so
0: true, so true, like, you
1: know, just the in us and it's okay but just the fear in us like mm-hmm. we're like God nah, or just like you know, this is too overwhelming and you know it's like me you go through it? through it like no yes. God like um
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like like you are saying you think you're running but God is like no like I'm processing yes. So, oh my God so <laughs> I would like for you to if you would like, if you feel led, mm-hmm. um, there was two things that I want to share. One, what we were sharing last night, where you were, you were studying, um, for your homework mm-hmm. about, it was a psychosexual uh, theory and um, yes. Freud's theory yes. about mental illness and adults and childhood trauma. Yes. So I would love for you, if there's anything that you wanted to share, um, as far as what you read last night and how that um, struck a chord or how that, you know, struck a chord with you as far as it pertained to um, any chapters in your book.
0: Yeah, I actually, um, it was so crazy. That's why I texted you. I was like, I can't believe this. This is so crazy. Yes. Like, this is what I'm studying today. Yeah. Um, I'm taking a psychology, um, lifespan psychology course. And oh wow, and and um, it's it's not even a prereq for the nursing program, but I just had some space to take on some extra classes, so I did. Um, but yeah, so yesterday, last night when I was doing my homework, I the chapter I was studying, it talked about um, Freud's psychosexual analysis, and in the beginning, leading up to the actual psychosexual theory, um, it talked about how Freud believed that mental illness. Had a direct correlation With childhood trauma Mental illness in adults Mm -hmm. had a direct correlation With childhood trauma trauma, And that Mm. was based upon his studies Now you know Freud is a little bit of a um, He's a little bit Of a controversial (laughs) Controversial being Um, So you know his studies Weren't perfect but I feel like he was really on to something, and as I read that, it really resonated with me because um, okay. one of the things that I deal with is um, I have anxiety disorder, and I suffer from PTSD. Okay. Okay. Um, and that is all directly correlated to my yeah. childhood trauma. Yeah. And you yeah. think about you think about like the things that we go through yeah. in our child in our childhood. And we just live life. A lot of that stuff, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. is normalized for us. So yeah. we just live our life yeah. and we don't realize that yep. we may not like it, but we don't realize anything is necessarily wrong with yes. it. And yes. it's not until later in life when we're dealing with all of these mental issues, when yes. we're dealing with anxiety, we're dealing yes. with bipolar disorder, we're dealing mm-hmm. with um, mm-hmm. with um, ma- um, manic depression and, yeah. and um and um uh, anxiety disorders and things like that and and we're being mm-hmm. diagnosed with PTSD and we don't realize until and unless because i say unless because not everybody gets to that place where they're in a position to find out this information yeah um not everybody believes in going to therapy and i think mm-hmm. it is amazing it is you need you need it Jesus is. and a therapist you really do it's so, all it's all connected. Like, it's all connected. You need I feel like yes. you put therapists here for a reason. Everybody everybody exactly. has has a value. Yes. Um, you, you know, you can't pray everything spiritual. away. Yes. yes. Exactly. It's both the so practical and spiritual. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. And so um it made me think about that. And it made me think about, you know, the different different levels of trauma people experience. Yeah. Um we even though one person may not have been through everything I went through, and i sure I know people for sure that have went through far worse than I've went through, sure. yeah, but the trauma it affects that person and 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 mm-hmm. you can't tell a person how they should or shouldn't be affected, yeah, yeah, and so, oh, and so you think about you know some people. It, it it affects them a great, great deal to where, yeah. you know, I noticed one thing about myself and it was something that was just so minor. I used to mm-hmm. always start stuff and never finish it. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. I get the yeah. brightest ideas, the biggest ideas. I would put money into stuff. I'm going on this journey. I'm about to do a, yeah. B and C. And yeah. I would not go through with it. I wouldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until and you know, after one of my therapy sessions, I was just sitting, I was thinking about things and I realized that was, that was directly connected to the trauma that I had experienced as a child pertaining to my confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. And I would quit these things because I didn't have enough confidence to succeed in them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: oh my God, how enlightening. Mm-hmm. is that revelation and it's like how oh, many people do that how many people start yeah. and stop start and stop start and stop and their friends yeah. and their family are looking at them like you never finish anything yeah. and they're looking at their self like why can't why can't anything yeah. that I want to do you know be successful and it's mm-hmm. yourself you're hindering yourself yeah, but you don't even to. realize why it's related to somewhere yeah. along the way Your confidence was damaged somewhere along the way you were led to believe that you were a failure somewhere along the way you were led to believe that you weren't good enough. And it's not that you don't have the heart. It's not that you don't have the drive, Yeah, Yeah. but you don't have the confidence. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I remember somebody um, had shared this. I think it was my mentor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was her. She was saying how, and it, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. And what you said just reminded me of that. She said that our fears, our anxiety, our, you know, lack of belief in ourselves is related to a belief. So I was just like, oh, my gosh, she says. So it's not the anxiety that is the underlying is the root. She said it's the belief that causes the reaction or the symptoms of the anxiety. So she said, Mm -hmm. identify the belief. And I said, oh my Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. Oh my
0: gosh,
1: because I had just lived so for so long with anxiety. Just like I remember even just it it was just my norm. Like I Mm -hmm. was smiling. You know, people were like, oh my God, like you would have never thought that, mm-hmm. I dealt, that I dealt with anxiety, but just, like, all, I would say it, it kind of went off when I was about five years old, just, like, just the realization of, like, oh, my God, like, I have to figure this out on my own, mm-hmm. and so just, like, over time, just, it just began building, and I just remember looking back now that I've been, like, healed from it, looking back, oftentimes, when let's say if I'm like triggered right now, triggered now, or just triggered right um, in life right now, now that mm-hmm. I've been healed from it, let's say if I have that feeling of anxiety, I'm so because I've been freed from it, my body is like something is off. But mm-hmm. because before, when I dealt with anxiety, um, Sheneta, I um always had this physical like adrenaline it was like this panting that I will always have like around my neck area mm-hmm. just like this sweaty sweaty feeling but it was like it was my norm it was my norm like I was just like and now now that I've like God has walked me through the process of, of of that and when I when I feel that now it's like whoa what is this heavy feeling that I feel that's so abnormal now but I was like oh my God no Cam this was your norm, like for mm-hmm. years, like you slept with this, you, this was, and I was just like, whoa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the point that I'm making is it's like, it's interesting what you were saying. It's so profound when you were talking about how it just becomes our norms, yes. you know, these symptoms, but we don't know why. So mm-hmm. when you went to your therapist and was able to identify why, Mm-hmm. The, the lack of confidence, which caused you to not feel that you could complete a goal or complete something. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, it's um, like the how, function of the dysfunction, yeah. right? So when that yeah. dysfunction is not there, you don't, you really don't know how to function.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm it does it absolutely does um become part of you and then i think oftentimes too just in 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 my own process i've i've learned or i've experienced with god when god like removed first of all god had to show me the very thing that i was producing remember when i shared with you that we had we moved back, back to the very place where i picked yes. up on stuff yes and so like never to. i i'm can I, can I say number two on this? You sure? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's
0: a family thing. It's a family All thing. Right. <laughs> I'll
1: explain to
0: that later in case
1: somebody has a question. What number two? you give her a number? Anyway. <laughs> so I, I was saying, what my, what I was saying was what God showed me on my process was that the anxiety that I had experienced, I, w- I would literally, it was like God was like showing me the very thing that I was afraid of, like I was seeing it. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God, this is becoming a bit overwhelming because I'm seeing the very thing that I'm anxious about. Mm-hmm. And what, what God was showing me was that this was what you attached yourself to. Cause you thought you had to, you agree to it. Like mm-hmm. because of that experience, you took that on as, oh, I have anxiety because of that belief. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God had to show me. I'm getting ready to show you how to shift that belief, how to come out of it. And so first for me, I had to see it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I had to experience it, and I had to see how God had given me the power to overcome it. Mm-hmm. And and that it wasn't who I was. Yeah. And so I was like, whoa. So that whole process was, wasn't a wasn't an overnight
0: part um, right. real. Um, yeah. It is, it's, it's a it's Go a process experience um you know and you you've known me for a very long time so yeah. you know like when I was going through my first divorce I had an experience very similar to that um yeah. there was a situation I had to go back into my mom and my stepfather's home
1: yeah
0: um to stay for a period yeah. of time and I had not been in that home since I left when I was 18 and around this time I was 26, 27. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling everything that of course I didn't like it when I was growing Mm -hmm. up, I didn't like Mm -hmm. it, you know, but it was, it was a way of life for me. And a lot of that I carried into my first marriage. Yeah. 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 And, but going back in there later on in life, after being a mother myself. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I and it was just like staring in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 when I say that, it wasn't so much about looking at my mom and my stepdad. Mm -hmm. It was looking at myself and seeing the things that I disliked in them that I had become. Mm-hmm. And I would not have I would not have experienced that had yeah. I not went back into it. Yes. And, and and again like you said it wasn't an overnight thing. It took a it yeah. took a few years. Yeah. But I remember finally disconnecting from my stepfather totally. Mm. Like I yeah. have not stepped foot back in the house. Mm-hmm. I will be I'll be 40 in a few in a couple weeks. I'll be 40 mm-hmm. and I have yes. not been back in that house in about to, uh, since I was 30 yeah yeah that's almost 10 years yeah. I have not yeah. stepped foot back in that house and that mm-hmm. was because of that moment when I was mm-hmm. 26 27 years old going through a divorce mm-hmm. and I and I had to I'd hit hit on a, a low that I had never thought that I would hit and I had to mm-hmm. be there in that mm-hmm. home for a period of times mm-hmm. and um the energy there that- yeah so not even just seeing the physical activities that were yes. going on. There yes. was an energy there yes. that I no longer was compatible mm-hmm. with. Wow. Oh, that.
1: Okay. One more, one more lap around. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That is it. Yes. That is it. Yes. Oh my. That's mm-hmm. it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. That's it. You were no long. Oh my that was so good. That mm-hmm. was oh my gosh. That's it. That's yeah. it. Number two. That is it.
0: Yeah.
1: That hit me to my core because I resonate with that so much because mm-hmm. when I knew that I knew that I was going back to my mom's house. I knew that it was God pulling me back. I knew that.
0: Mm-hmm. But I
1: was I was, I was uh, scratching the walls. I was just like, uh, uh, even though I know mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm screaming mm-hmm. as I'm going. Like, I didn't even mm-hmm. unpack, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I didn't unpack for months. Like, that's how, like, I was refu- refusing what I knew God was telling me. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh-uh, I'm not unpacking here. I'm not. <laughs> like, right, uh, right. This is not like, happening. No. Like, I'm going <laughs> to like tell you, when I tell you running I tried to open up a business like a um, business for for kids a school business like mm-hmm. God allowed me to only go so far and like mm-hmm. God closed the door and I was just like okay and then I was it just left me to the point where I was like okay God I'm gonna stop running mm-hmm. this is scary mm-hmm. I don't even want to face it but I know that I'm running for myself and I'm causing myself more harm than good. And I trust you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take this path that you're trying to show me. And Mm -hmm. as you were saying, I became, God was showing me literally like face to face with it of showing me what I was picking up as a kid, unconsciously, the Mm -hmm. beliefs, the fears the you know, perceptions I had about myself was like uh-huh you see this you see how you know um you know your mom has this particular belief about certain things yeah remember you mm-hmm. thought you were that way and yeah remember when your mm-hmm. dad you know just it was just like the experience the enc- i had an encounter with god and when god was showing me the different events in my life where i had picked up and mm-hmm. when i had went back to the very place where i had picked up those agreements it was like I physically walked out of those beliefs. You know, it was one thing where God spoke it to me. And then it was another thing where God had to show me, okay, now we're going to, I'm going to put you in the very place that you think you need to run from to show you. And so, yeah, you just, you hit it, you hit it home. So I became Mm -hmm. like this person that was in it, but not in it. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes. Oh my God! And then this compassion, and then the I—I I was able to see the hurt in my mom. I was able to see the hurt that my dad carried, but I was mm-hmm. able to not carry it.
0: Yes, mm-hmm.
1: it was. It was. It was a. Ama- it was. Um. Oh my God! The most broken part in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's where God showed yes. me where my power was. But I had mm-hmm. to lay, I had to lay that stuff down exactly. that I didn't even know I had to lay
0: down. You mm-hmm. Exactly. You don't know it because like we said, you know, a few minutes earlier, it, it becomes part of you. Yes. You know, there were certain behaviors um, That's so that, that I had realized that I was, you know, taking into, like I said, taking into my marriage. Um, yeah. Things like, yeah. you know, the arguing and the fighting and mm-hmm. that in front of my son. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was certain things that coming, leaving the house at 18, I was like, that will never happen to me. That yeah. uh, um, yes. never happened to my kids. Yes. Um, You know, the one thing that I, I really just stayed and stuck to about was like the physical abuse and, and, and the sexual abuse and exploitation that I endured. But the toxicity, I carried mm-hmm. that with me. I would yes. fight and argue and cuss yes. and scream and break self. Yes. In yes. front of my child. Oh yes, I concur. It uh, was yes, so bad. It was so yes. bad. And and the, and the thing about it is, like, when I had that moment, like an awakening moment. Yeah, I felt so free. It was like that piece of me, almost as if I was responding and reacting to my my then husband in a yes. way that I wanted to react. To, to yes. my stepfather. Yeah. And when I disconnected from my stepfather, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then now I'm mm-hmm. already divorced, and, 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 and um, at that time, already divorced and going into a new relationship with my now husband. Yeah. I felt free. I felt free yeah. to let my husband love me. I felt yes. free to be vulnerable to my husband. I felt yes. free to be exposed to my husband. I felt yes. free to love my husband yes yes you know and even though we've Mm -hmm. been through some things even in this sure sure but yeah never have I experienced or acted in a way that I did with my previous husband that was a direct result of my childhood the trauma I experienced in my childhood it wasn't just done to me I Mm -hmm. actually saw it done to my mom there was Mm -hmm. broken Holes in the wall and broken yeah. tiles from yeah. the counter where somebody got slammed. Yeah. Broken yeah. dishes and mm-hmm. I got slapped with a whole ceramic plate, girl. Yeah, across yeah, across my face. Yeah, and and yeah. and and it wasn't until that that awakening moment that I was able to look back at my stepfather and really say, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is what he experienced. I was able to look at my at my mom and say, this is what they experienced. Mm. They they just hadn't had the awakening moment that I had, where they were like, okay, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. They had that mm-hmm. mentality, like you know, the movie yeah. Hangover, where Mr. Mm-hmm. Chow says, well, Did you die? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was their mentality. You're alive. Did you die? Like, we didn't kill yeah. you, you know? Mm-hmm. And Mir did. Yeah. <laughs> I struggled with suicide, attempted suicide yes. multiple times. Yeah. You might as well have killed yes. me. Yeah. But that was their mentality because that was their parents' yeah. mentality. Yes. And and you go think ahead, it's ahead. tough love. You think it's tough yeah. love. You're raising your children to be strong. You're mm-hmm. you're giving your children the very things that life is going to throw with them because the world is not perfect. When in yeah. reality, you're not sending out strong Men and women. You're sending out broken men and women. You're sending out emotionally lacking, emotionally, you know, underdeveloped men and women. Yes, absolutely you are. Oh my god. It's not tough love. It's just like okay, this is not this is not what I want for my children. No, it wasn't. But you have to go back to that to see that. Oh. I wouldn't have seen had that not happened. I guarantee you, because it was a way of life for me. It was how you handled your emotions. It was how you handled Mm -hmm. conflict. It was Mm -hmm. just, that was how marriage was. That's how love was. This is what parenting is. And had I not had that awakening moment, my kids would be living through a lot of that. Yes. Right now, today. Yeah. What was that? what, What was the,
1: if you don't mind me asking, what was the awakening moment for you?
0: I remember just, it was just, it wasn't even anything major. I was literally just Mm -hmm. sitting there and just watching the way my mom and my stepdad interacted. Yeah. When, when you were brought back to that place. Yes. So again, like I said, a few minutes ago, the energy, the energy already, like Mm -hmm. going into the house, it was just like, Like, I'm not comfortable here anymore. Right. Right. Like I I can't sleep here anymore. I remember having the hardest time sleeping Mm -hmm. and you know, at the time I was working nights, I was asleep during the day, but it was just like, and then being home by myself with my stepdad yeah it was just like oh this isn't comfortable anymore yeah yeah and and it was that moment like literally just watching them interact just how disrespectful it was you know it was just Mm -hmm. like this is awful yeah this is not right yeah this is this is how people live like why do you like no this is not how it should be and then it made me think about again my own you know marriage at the time
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and thinking about how that affected me. And then thinking about my son, my oldest son, like how's this affecting him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Number two. Amazing. So mm-hmm. now that you're on the other, on the other side of that, um, or if someone who is listening that is in what you were in in the sense of trauma you know maybe not Mm -hmm. exactly what you experienced but we can I'm quite sure that many viewers and I know myself can relate to the feeling of trauma the feeling of anxiety the feeling of of what you know you shared which has been phenomenal um Mm -hmm. but but my question to you is now like where are you now Where are you now, as far as your um, healing process, and how did you get through 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 it to this point?
0: Where I'm at now is, um, in particular, like t- pertaining to my childhood. I think I have just a lot of resolve. I yeah. no longer hate the That's life good. I lived. I used to hate the oh, life goodness. I lived. I used yeah. to hate my life. I what what yeah. good is it? And now right. I see the good in it. I see. I'm able to see both my mom and my stepfather from more of a humanistic and compassionate. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I villainized them both, and not to say that, you know, I don't say that to say that where I'm at now, I don't feel like what they did was wrong. It was wrong, right. sure, but sure, I can now sure. see the root of it. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can see they're not just pure evil, horrible people. They're yeah. broken yeah. people. Yeah, And um, you know, and it's it's really helped me yeah. to heal. I don't I don't have the anger, and then like we talk about the anxiety. I don't mm-hmm. struggle with the anxiety um mm-hmm. as much as I did, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And really, to to this place of really, it's understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't. Mm-hmm. Understanding mm-hmm. doesn't mean you agree, right? But yeah. understanding means you just have more clarity. You have more yeah. information. that you can process and and you're able to come to a place of really being able to like lay it all out and put all the pieces together and really Mm -hmm. see it for what it is not just how Mm -hmm. it made you feel because for Mm -hmm. a long time I just saw it for how it made me feel it was horrible to me so yeah they're horrible the whole situation was horrible you know the world is horrible you know I hate everyone and everything and now I'm at a place where even and it's helped me in like my adult life and it helped me you know with things on the job things in school things in ministry Mm -hmm. I'm able to now Mm -hmm. look at people from that more of an understanding perspective like okay Mm -hmm. I see what you're doing I don't like what you're doing but there's a reason why you're doing it and it's deeper than the surface it's deeper than what I see right now
1: yeah oh that's mature that that's wisdom that's mature
0: that's experience that's what that sounds like
1: a lot of it
0: yeah yes you have to have compassion and and i and it took a long time it took and it wasn't just one thing i'm not gonna sit here you know i'm you know i'm you know i love jesus girl you know right yeah i love you some jesus but i will say that praying alone is not what did it Mm -mm. Mm -mm. praying and fasting alone is not what did it yeah, there's other components I had to do. I had to pray. I had to fast. Mm-hmm. I had to seek mm-hmm. professional help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the professional help that I sought out, it helped me to really unpack. And when mm-hmm. you're able to unpack, mm-hmm. you're able to see things and deal with them one at a time, as opposed to when you don't unpack it, it's in your mind. It's all cluttered. It's and all... you're trying to deal with everything all at one time, which is really unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And all it does is increase the anxiety. It increases mm-hmm. the depression. Mm-hmm. Then you mm-hmm. go with the hole and you don't do nothing. You don't deal with mm-hmm. nothing. Hmm. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. therapy really helped me with that and yeah. therapy helped me to see as I was getting to unpack my stuff it mm-hmm. kind of in a sense helped me to unpack other people's stuff
1: oh that's so good and how did you how did you unpack did you unpack I'm going to use the physical analogy did you unpack <laughs> by laying out one sweater at a time or did you unpack by just dumping everything all out the luggage how was your unpacking
0: for you I dumped everything all out because I didn't know where to start yeah I didn't know where to begin I didn't know what piece needed what sweater needed to be unpacked and put away first I didn't know whether to start with the socks or the drawers or the jeans or the makeup I just did it all I just dumped the whole thing out hmm And mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. therapy, now I've been in and out of therapy since I was eight years old. I oh, started cute. when I was eight years old because yeah. the DCFS got involved. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because I had told all my stepdad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, but as I look back, that's probably one of the best things that could ever happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I started, even though I didn't take mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. those seeds being planted that's good ultimately helps me to feel free enough as an adult to go get help on my own and to know that it can be effective yes i believe those seeds was the holy spirit just those those seeds of just like Mm
1: -hmm. no letting you know that you're just i'm just not throwing you all just out there and you're just you know Mm-hmm. being consumed by lions Absolutely. even though the feeling at the time or you know might have felt that way there were still seeds of re- like reminding you rebuilding you like I'm not going to tear you down to the point where you know you're unrecognizable like yeah you're going through the process but I'm, I've am still planted seeds and yes. it's amazing how that's amazing that's amazing how God has reminded you
0: Absolutely
1: oh, reminded you of those, things. and I'm
0: so grateful too, because i I tell people all the time like God has always had his hand on me yeah. and and he's always had so much love, he loves all of us, and yeah. he's had so much love for me and has shown me so much grace it, mm-hmm. takes, a, it takes it takes humans are not capable of it the, <laughs> the the amount of love that God has like when when you love and protect guide yes. and shield and lead mm-hmm. somebody that doesn't even believe in you because there was a mm-hmm. long period in my life where I wasn't even sure God was real. I was one of those people like, well, something in the universe. Like, I, yeah. I didn't really believe. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally understandable from what you experienced. Yes. I just like, yeah. you know, some, something out there. I don't know what it is, though. Like, right. okay, God, okay, maybe. Is it real? Like, it. it, right. was, and, it and for me, it wasn't it. It wasn't a being. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I had no clue Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and he always had his hand on me and, and as a result of the trauma, you know, which we we really didn't get into that, but you know, I was doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. I was out there doing crazy and reckless stuff at a time where I didn't even believe in him and he still shielded me. He still protected me. His grace still covered me.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, Yeah. I can, I'm just letting you share your story. I can attest to exactly. Not exactly <laughs> but I can attest to what you are saying. Looking back, like, whoa, like even when my mind wasn't in the right place at all, right. and I did some things where it was just like, I felt this like, wait a minute. It was like, I couldn't go any further. Mm-hmm. It was just like something, some anchor that was around. And I've been raised in church all my life. So mm-hmm. I heard about Jesus. I knew about Jesus, but I knew here's the thing. I heard about Jesus. I was taught in Sunday school and all of that, mm-hmm. but I knew it was something else in me that I knew was the truth. See, I was mm-hmm. taught a lot, a lot about fear of like, if you don't do, you are gonna go to hell mm-hmm. or if God don't like you, if it, it was. It, so it had a lot to do with, um, me being accepted by God you know that was my mentality for a long time like I'm not accepted by God because I messed up I'm not accepted by God God doesn't love me because so I was constantly in this like wind of I'm not enough for God so I can't talk Mm -hmm. to God but that yet there was something on the inside of me that was like no that's not the truth of who I am Mm -hmm. I just kept having that that nudge
0: that tug so Mm -hmm. girl. He God, is real. good. He is real. He is real. Yeah. There was a time, just to show like how real God is, because I don't know exactly who's listening to this, but I feel like somebody needs to know just how real God is. Yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I I, I didn't. You know, I didn't believe. I wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily a believer. I I didn't grow up in church. I had a great uncle mm-hmm. that had a church, and I would literally I can count on one hand how many Easter services because I didn't send no other ones. I right. attended as my whole life up until the point that I got saved and so in high school I had attempted suicide and it wasn't the first Mm -hmm. time Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and I had taken a bunch of pills Mm -hmm. and I had and I had taken them with some liquor that I had had from the night before I was definitely Mm -hmm. too young to have liquor but Mm -hmm. we had our ways of getting it back then Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. nobody was home and Mm -hmm. I had planned it out they were just gonna find me dead in my house yeah. when I tell you I didn't have my stomach Mm pump. I didn't Mm -hmm. have. I literally felt myself slipping away. Yeah. And I woke up. I should be dead. And I woke up like the amount of pills that I took and the alcohol that I drank that day. There is no reason that I should have woke up with only a mere headache. I didn't have to go to the hospital. Didn't have my stomach pump. I wasn't Mm -hmm. put up on no tubes. I Mm -hmm. woke up and the rest of the world thought I had just taken a nap. My household thought I had just taken a nap. Yeah. Wow. When I didn't even want my life, God preserved me and he didn't have to because I didn't even believe in him. And if had I died at that moment, yeah. We know where I'll be right now because there was no yeah. way at that time I was accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Not at that time. <laughs> yes. I, to be honest, I'm not even sure if, if at that time I even really knew that, that God had a a a, a mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. A son that sacrificed his life for us and our sins. <laughs> I didn't yes. know that at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. not that was not my reality. That was not mm-hmm. something I had accepted. Mhm, mhm, mhm. I hear you. I hear you. And God saved me when I didn't even want my own life. Yeah, yeah. And that's love. That is love. That's, that's
1: that love. is that's, love. Yeah, that's, that's that's that love. That's that's who we are. That's on the inside of us. That's we are a part of that. We are connected with that. We cannot. We can't be out. We, we think we're, we can be consciously make it, make the toy to be outside of it, but in yes. in truth, we are not, we're never outside of it.
0: Yes, exactly. We're
1: never outside of it. Well, I want to thank you for taking up <laughs> the time. Is there anything that you want to like last minute words, any, anything that you want to share on your heart um, for any Uh-oh. listeners out there?
0: Yes, yeah. just a couple of things. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much. Thank no, you so pleasure. much. I'm just so honored. My pleasure. And, you know, I just love me some you. And I, I just love what too. you're doing. I think it's amazing. Girl. um, You know, and I just want to encourage somebody today, you know, somebody that really feels like, like they don't have value. They don't have purpose. And it's rooted in their childhood. It's rooted in how they were raised. It's rooted in mm-hmm. things that were done to them. And I just mm-hmm. want to say the things that are were done to you do not define who you are. Oh, that's good. Valuable. You are still mm-hmm. wonderful. The life that I hated, God, yeah. right? Yeah. The life that I didn't even want, God is using right now. And the very same could be said for yeah. anybody. Don't yeah. give up. Yeah. Don't give up. There's still breath in your mm-hmm. lungs. God loves you. You are loved. You are amazing. Mm -hmm. You are valuable. You are powerful. Mm -hmm. You are strong. Mm -hmm. You are kings and queens. Yes. yes. Sons and daughters of the most high. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Be encouraged today. Be encouraged and walk in love and for those that are against therapy, struggling, please just give it a chance. Yeah. I get the fifth Mm -hmm. can change your life jesus and therapy for real for me yes yes (laughs) yes of course i survived the end oh yes where can they find it out now (laughs) yes it is form and on kindle form yes you can get yes. it via amazon.com yes amazon.com yes. yes. i survived the enemy in the house uh-huh. by Shanetta and murray yes rr um and there there is more work coming from All lowercase pick up your crown spelled P I C K U P U R C R O W N dash shop dot my shopify dot com. And there you can order your signed copies and there come is more on. merchandise coming. So look out for it. God is doing great things right now in this season. So look out for more to come, more books, merchandise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to be a whole thing. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at pick up P-I-C-K-U-P underscore U-R-C-R-O-W-N. Yeah. And that is on Instagram. And yeah, just. Come in, say hi to your girl, and, and just be encouraged. You know, I mean?
1: I'm, so, I'm no, trying to get everything, blessing. stay up
0: you on everything. Amazing. But yes, I this love. has been amazing. Thank I you so, so much. People <laughs> who are brave
1: and people who have like surrendered to something that is bigger than themselves, um, and the, how God I so admire and marvel really at just mm-hmm. the faithfulness of God in your life. And really, I I think about uh, this verse um, sticks out to me when the enemy comes in like a flood, Mm -hmm. how it seems like that in our mind, but how God lifts up a standard against it. And just as we were talking, it was like this standard that was just always with you, in you. And when you felt, you know, just overcome or just felt like you were drowning, Mm -hmm. there was still this anchor the standard that was with you, guiding you, mm-hmm. protecting you. Um, It has brought you to the point, didn't let you go too far. Didn't let you just, yeah. it's just so, yeah. and to rebuild you and to stand you on a platform yes. to share your story of God's grace and God's love and, and the power yeah. of God and how God can walk you through it. So you're amazing. <laughs> you're amazing. Ah. i mean you know listen
0: no you're lazy okay
1: i'll be like okay yeah all right if that's what you want to say but i believe honey i believe that the the more i kept taking it right so i was like even in my confusion i gotta walk my face because i can't go back Mm -hmm. yes all right let i'm gonna go back there so, is no turning so back the
0: time. <laughs> all right you're welcome and thanks again for having me okay, love bye. you <laughs>